Yeah, I, it's just the product people have been emailing me and they've been saying like we need to get the plugs back I mean, in. They offered a seven figure deal, but I think we can hold out for a little bit more personally. Yeah, but I just thought it was weird that they went for seven figures and they were all Max Rebo figures. I would have expected <laughs> like at least one no, Boba was, Fett to there be was in one there. Walrus Man as well. It was six. It was six Max Rebos and one Walrus Man. Well, I don't know. Do you want the Walrus Man though? Oh yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah. See, like that just leaves me with so like seven. We can't divide evenly. Do we do three Max Rebos and then we split? If Walrus I can Man. have Walrus Man, you can have four Max Rebos. Well, I don't want four Max Rebos. I I think, like, I was going to say we just mail Walrus Man back and forth. Okay. Every, what, like every two months? Uh, could, could you go two months without Walrus Man? I think we need to do, like, every week. Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, oh, podcast is live. Oh, yeah. Sure. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Tap Calf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that is hosted on this channel as well as Eckhart's Ladder. Uh, we have to get more specific with this. The lawyers have been in touch. Uh, but today... Lawyers are scum. Every single lawyer is scum. <laughs> I am your host today. I'm Corey. And joining me as always is my co-host, my effervescent co-host. I haven't said that in a while. It's Mr. Eckhart Slatter. How you doing, Eck? I wish we had a, uh, a soundboard with like, you know, the children uh, clapping and cheering sound effect. Like, yay! Yeah. Well, I've been looking at uh, at soundboards, kind of like the one you like the Go XLR, mm -hmm. not a soundboard, but you got you got some some it fun have a soundboard on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I got my stream. You can. I've got a stream deck, which you can use sounds with as well. Yeah, that's true. Because mm -hmm. you can just program those buttons to be whatever you want. So yep, pretty much. Although they work through, like if you do it through the Go XLR, it's like actually coming just straight through um, your computer. Like it's, mm -hmm. but like it, if you do it through like the, the stream deck, it's through OBS. So it's a little, yeah, a little sketchy. Well, I was looking, I was looking at the one that you have, I think, and then it doesn't seem like they're available anymore. The Go XLR or the stream yeah, deck? The Go XLRs. Hmm. They are pretty, I remember having to look for a while. Mm -hmm. um, like it's on Amazon and stuff, but it's not listed as available anywhere. It's like used for five grand oh, or something. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just checked that. I think I had to buy it when I bought it. It might have been from a... Yeah, I bought it from Amazon.ca and right now it says it's $1,500. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm Definitely not, not what that. I paid. Wow. So I might have to find something else. They might... Uh, the company's called TC Hel Helicon, I think. They might yeah. sell it through their own website. Yeah, I actually, I looked at that, and I was trying to find the other retailers they'd be going through, and it just wasn't available on any of them. But hmm. uh, today, we are talking about Crimson Empire 3. Empire The Empire Lost. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so if you've lost your empires, make sure to report them to the Lost and Found. Sometimes they find some empires, and no one claims them for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. So even if you don't get your empire back, you'll at least get an empire yeah did you hear what happened to the empire empire lost <laughs> i was meant oh. to kill you but you have killed me <laughs> uh. what a twist of fate yes this was uh this is the final bit of crimson empire we're gonna shove down our gullets and yep. uh quite a quite an irl time gap in this one yeah 
Uh, before um, we get into into Crimson Empire three, though, do you, is there any news you want to talk about? Is any has any news happened? Uh, news. Any big expectations for the Pokemon Direct tomorrow? Or is there a Pokemon Direct tomorrow? There what is. Was that announced? Uh, oh. I think it was announced today for tomorrow because it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Pokemon. I think so. Big so money's hoping for Sinnoh like, remakes, but it's probably going to be like Pokemon Snap footage. It's twenty minutes long though, so who knows? I think it'll be um, Pokemon. Uh, what was that mobile uh, match game they had? It was like the, the Pokemon like Candy Crush. I think they'll probably just have a new uh, new mm. one of those out. Well, it's one of the they, longer uh, Nintendo Directs, so yeah. I don't know if there's no, going to be I mean, twenty minutes. Of... I haven't been super into Pokemon for a bit, but I, I I'm always interested. Like, I hope they make the next game a little bit more... I know they're kids' games, but I want them to be a bit more... Like, the last one felt a little too easy, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess uh, we'll just get straight into the book, though. Uh, first, we will maybe outline our plans for the next little while, because we usually mm. talk about that at the end. Yeah, uh, but and have got some weird stuff coming up. Yeah. So next week, we are going to be doing Victory's Price, the third and final book of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you confirmed details for that before I, I just start saying um, things? You can talk about the fact that you've got it right now, if that's what you mean. Yeah, I I, I meant the uh, the potential oh, guest. Oh, with our special guest? Yes. Um, so it's it's looking, and he won't mind me saying this, we're, we're trying to get Alex Star Wars Explainer, because I think he's done the other two, right? Or just the he first was one? On for, he was on for Shadowfall. I don't think he was on oh, for the Shadowfall, first okay. one. So yeah, Alex from Star Wars Explained, we're going to try to get him on. Um, he's very busy, and he already does like, a lot of podcast appearances and stuff. Um, and he, he's, he's very expensive. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, if we can get our schedules to work, we'll get him. We'll yeah, get him so on. there's a chance that we'll be doing the podcast either later next week or mm-hmm. uh, later in later in time or on a different day. So it might be Thursday, it might be Friday, but we're hoping we'll be able to make our schedules work with Alex for next week. Last time he was supposed to be on with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Templin Institute, Mark for High Republic, but we weren't able to oh, yeah, work that out. Both of them, uh, yeah, they had better things to do and didn't invite us to that. So yeah, we're we're hope we're we're gonna be okay though. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, week- victory's price. I'm excited. Have you started it, Corey? No. Okay. I I well I I started it and I was like oh I shouldn't start it now because I'm gonna just blow through it and then I'll forget a lot for next week because mm-hmm. I I'm probably gonna do that in like two sittings uh, so I, I decided I'd start reading Force Heretic three and I'd hold off on the on the Victory's Price but the week after Victory's Price we're gonna be doing something a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, the plan is to talk about Wandavision mm-hmm. which uh, we'll have a special guest for that as well. The family oh, yeah, bovine, right. Charlie, is going to be joining us, who you may remember uh, from the episodes we did on The Mandalorian, yeah. the last couple that he joined us for. So a lot of guests coming up. Then after that, uh, I don't Back know what we're going to do after that. Maybe uh might be time for Clista number three, which yeah. does actually get a shout out in this book. Did you catch that? I'm trying to think of it's. Th- there's a few things I caught that were references. I just I read this so long ago. It was like three hours at least. <laughs> so I'm not sure. There's reference to um, uh, what planet is it again? Um, they say uh, they're gonna go and secure the do the final securing on the planet. It's a uh, what's the name of it again? Um, 
Nomchorios. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just a throwaway line, which there are, there is a lot of in this book. Um, yeah, there are a lot of throwaway lines in this book. Um, because, <laughs> well, the thing is, and we mentioned this a little bit, is this book came out or this comic came out. I don't remember the exact year. Was it 2010 or like? I think it's 2011 that it came out. So like over a decade after the other books. Um, So obviously it's like the other Crimson Empire uh, comics were kind of contemporaries to like the other Star Wars books that were coming out at the time. But this one um, comes, it obviously came out after, you know, the timeline had been fully established. So yeah. Did you Um, read the, uh, so the end of the first issue for this one? Yes. Uh, it has a kind of letter by Randy. Yeah, Stratton. I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, I I did think it gave a little bit too much credit to to Crimson Empire for starting the whole Yuzon Vong invasion arc. Yeah, uh, so did I. But, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, there there are well, a lot of references in this. I th- I think the point there because yeah, there is a really nice letter to the editor at the or letter from the editor at the end of the first one, and I, I think what they were trying to say is that. The basically just that they had the idea for the mm-hmm. invasion and they kind of set it up. I, I guess he did kind of make it seem like he kind of suggested that they worked with Del Rey to <laughs> do the new well, Jedi order, but I think that's probably a bit too generous. It, it makes it sound like they gave the, the idea to Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it? So. Uh, Crimson Empire 2 Council of Blood continued the story of surviving guardsmen and Kirkanos' revenge, but also mm-hmm. sowed the seeds for something that Mike hoped would become a larger story, an invasion of the Star Wars galaxy by outside forces. Mm-hmm. The mysterious character in Nam Aenor was a vanguard of those aliens, working behind the scenes, etc. It was an ambitious plan, and one in which Lucasfilm wanted to include in the then-new licensed Delray books, finding some of the avenues he mm-hmm. wanted to explore cut off by the still-evolving future of the New Jedi Order novel series, Mike decided to put this trilogy conclusion on hold. So it makes it sound mm. like they had the idea for it. Lucasfilm passed that to Del Rey. And I, I feel like that... There's something about that. Hold on. I've got the... Uh, just got to look over here. I've got the reader's... Um, sorry, I'm just looking for it on my desk here. I've got the reader's guide by Pablo. And it says something. Just talk for a second. I'm going to look, see if I can find it. So this is the final of the Crimson Empire series before, while we're... Uh, getting into it so we covered the last two over the last two weeks and in this one we're kind of talking about a, a separate group from what the previous two have been going on but Kirkanos is still our main character this is his his last foray into galactic politics uh, the Empire and the New Republic are still at war Pelion is leading the Imperial forces after the fall of the Council of Blood uh, <laughs> and there's a third group that's coming in now the Restored Empire Run by Annex Deviant, who has a bunch of Clone Wars tech. Total nerd. Uh, yeah, he he's a uh, trained by Vader himself, so he's got some hand to hand skill, which we're going to be talking about that that nice handy skill for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's trying to invade the Empire and the New Republic. Wants them fighting each other. Wants him to be taking over for them. He doesn't approve of what the Empire is like now, so he's hoping to install himself as the the new mm-hmm. Palp. He's trying to follow up on Palpatine. So this book is about his plots and Kirkanos' attempts to stop them. Uh, did mm-hmm. you find it? Yeah. So I'm just reading through the. I've got the the kind of brief introduction to the New Jedi Order. And I don't see any references to like the, the comics or anything. So I'm kind of surprised by that. But yeah, it's a it's a cool book. Nice to have it on hand. 
but yeah so how did you what did you think of this one compared to the other two i guess it might be my favorite of the three but i still don't i didn't love it uh it's definitely the it's the quickest one to read because each one is about two pages shorter than the other ones and there's a lot of pages where there's maybe one one dialogue bubble and just not even necessarily action going on but like they'll Mm -hmm. They'll do a full page of like someone walking down a hall. Uh, yeah. So it's Which, not. Yeah, and the art's not incredible, so I don't. I <laughs> actually, really I, like I needed that. I've liked the art in Crimson Empire. Fair enough. All three of them. Fair enough. Uh, I actually, subjective. I do. I think in the first one, I said I preferred it to Dark Empire, and you disagreed on that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've liked it. it Other it's than definitely some very characters. functional, I'll say that Dark Empire is very stylized, but I, I can also see why you'd feel that way i the only thing that i don't like is some of the characters looking uh Mm -hmm. not like themselves like wedge doesn't look like wedge in the first crimson empire Uh, then there's the character that looks too much like pelion in the second one though he is in the third one obviously Mm -hmm. and uh luke in this one just does not luke luke is so awful in this comic yeah because he's, he's just a total dick the entire yeah he's time. awful he's technically yeah. right about you shouldn't trust mirith sin uh or kirkanos but not for the reasons that he's saying you shouldn't mm-hmm. trust her because she's one incompetent and i know i'm jumping really far <laughs> ahead with this but so mirith sin has inexplicably been hired by leia as the head of her security uh and she is she's not successfully done anything in the entire I know in the entire comic series how she got this job is unclear uh she's done nothing to warrant it people just keep dying around her mm-hmm. and Leia has hired her as the chief of security she says repeatedly through this she never wanted the job and <laughs> She's NX- like, I actually don't even know if I would save you yeah like literally Enix <laughs> Deviant sends <laughs> Some people to to kill Leia and the kids. The attack gets stopped, and right afterwards, uh, Mirith has a conversation with uh, with Leia, and mm-hmm. I, I want to find the actual text because it's it's really fucking stupid. Where the idea is that like Vader killed uh, her husband, yeah, and she's so she's she blames old, that family connection. I heard about that, yeah. yeah. Like, like Vader did a lot worse to Leia than just kill her husband. Yeah. <laughs> and so Mirith Sin says, I'm your chief of security, the person responsible for your family's safety. You have no reason to trust me, and I have no reason to offer you my loyalty. Since mm-hmm. it was your father, Darth Vader, who brutally murdered my husband. Mm-hmm. I'm loyal to the Republic, however, and I came here to warn you of Kirkanos and his vow to avenge Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Leia says, you carried out your duties honorably and Mirith says it's true but how many times have i asked you to release me i never wanted this position until tonight until just a few minutes ago i didn't know how i would react if you or your family were in danger would Mm. i hesitate hoping you might feel the loss i felt for so long i'm so sorry and like she literally just says right there i was kind of hoping that your kids would die so you would be upset too (laughs) and later on leia's like she's done nothing to uh, to question my loyalty in her. Like, she says she yeah. doesn't want the job. She, like, begrudgingly sort of performs the job. It, mm-hmm. She's awful. I well, it, And it was nice to see little uh, little Jason, Jaina, and Anakin as well. They they look kind of weird, but... Uh, yeah. 
Not as weird as that fucking uh, cannon at the beginning. Yeah. The thing that shoots down the Dauntless. Yeah, the it looks like a, a covenant Vong, weapon like, that's grown some shit on it. Looks like it'd be something the Yuzhan Vong would use to throw rocks or something. Maybe <laughs> maybe Namenor gave him that yeah. weapon, and that's uh, that's part of the New Republic's whole thing, or part of the Yuzhan Vong's whole thing. It was cool to see a Dauntless. Um, I look definitely a trace ship though. <laughs> so you can tell when they only use it from one angle. <laughs> but yeah, it was but cool I think that's it. at least traced from the Star Wars Rebellion art. So yeah, that's exactly I think what it's from. So, so not, it's not, not it's not as bad as fan that. art. No. Uh, but that's been that's been bothering me the whole time. Before Mirith even said any of that stuff. My note for that entire section was, Mirith sucks, why would anyone hire her? And then she said that. She literally yeah. told this woman, I was hoping part of your family would die. Maybe. Mm-hmm. She's just awful. No, she's uh, she's not great. And, and this is her at peak competence, too. This is the most yeah. she's ever come close to accomplishing in this whole series. I think one problem, too, is that sort of attitude kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, admittedly, this has been like two years, I think, since Crimson Empire 2, but there's not really like hints of her being like that in the prior comics. So was a, that was a bit odd for me. Yeah, she kind of adopts the Kyrkanos book one mentality. And by this point, mm-hmm. Kira's almost... Uh, he becomes a teddy bear, basically. Yeah, like he's he, flipped a bit. Like there's one point where... So Kyrkanos gets summoned to the uh, Reborn... Or is it... Restored, Restored Empire. Re- Restored Empire. Fuck, Reborn is Dasan in Galactfire. Yeah. Wait, what's the one? What's the one from Young Jedi Knights again? Uh, that's the the M. Em- There's the Reborn Brackus. Empire, Empire Reborn, and Restored Empire. I think. Uh, Brachus was the. Oh, is he just the second Imperium? I thought they had another name. No, it, it was the second Imperium. I thought they had another. No, and that was technically league. part. That got reconned as part of Dallas forces as well. Right. So. Right. Um. What's the one? Oh wait, what's the one from uh, that blows up the Senate? Or is that just? Is that Brackus too? Is it Brackus that blows up the Senate? From the New Rebellion? Yeah. I don't think so. It's not. I don't think it's Brackus. I thought it was. Uh, I always forget how exactly all the little shitty groups work. Because it's a uh, Queller and yeah, it is Brackus. Is it? And he gets throws into a bunch of stuff. He's living in like a factory. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, we've been talking so so much. I for, I forgot which one it is. Restored Empire, right? Yes, restored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he gets kind of whisked away to the restored empire by Boba Fett for some reason, and um, they've basically got all of these ships, and their plan is to kind of set the empire and the New Republic against each other, and also do all these attacks and stuff. Um, although they don't really tell, they kind of realize that Kirkanos is going to run away. It's all part of the the big plan, so they feed him some false information. But at one point. Um, Kirkanos is like, how could you do this? Like, civilians will be needlessly killed. Yeah. It's like, bro, you had two Death Stars. Yeah. Like, Kirk- Palpatine died because 
of a galaxy gun. <laughs> like, yeah, he keeps he keeps trying to say like he wouldn't want to serve Devian and uh, Devian mm. sucks and the Empire sucked, but he served Palpatine. He's like, no, Palpatine was. This guy is just like Palpatine. I don't know where yeah. you're. I don't know yeah. if that was like an intentional thing to show like, oh, he's grown, but he's still got this weird attachment to yeah. to Captain Wrinkles. But uh, I did yeah. like how. <laughs> he gets brought by Boba Fett to Annex Devian and they're they're at the dinner and mm-hmm. so there there's two parts of it here where the other general Klemp comes in is like oh, oh you're yeah. you're epic you're a god and then uh Devian's like shut up you idiot he's <laughs> like, like that's kind of rude <laughs> yeah that, that wasn't very nice we have harsh discipline here. It's like calling a guy an idiot is now harsh discipline in the Empire. Yeah, like Palpatine would have vivisected that guy for that. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and then, so Deviant wants to show off his epic skills with the blade to <laughs> to cure, and it sounds like they're gonna like he wants to dual cure. Instead, mm-hmm. he gets the other general to bring in his his own blade thing, and mm-hmm. he duels one of the guards. Mm-hmm. And he kills the guard at the end of it because the guard knocked him down. It's like, as soon as he put me on the floor, it was inevitable that this would happen. Like, were you just upset that he tried to like actually test you, or mm-hmm. what? It, it, it's like we were. Just, I kill said just. This is just for pretend right beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't listen. <laughs> if him and Kerr fought, was he gonna have Kerr kill him if he ended up on? I don't know. Well, it, it didn't make much sense. Yeah. The Empire I mean, at the end too, because spoiler alert, Kerr does end up killing him. He does kind of lose in kind of the same way. He's like, mm-hmm. "But you killed me, but I won." <laughs> Kerr yeah. is like, "But you didn't, did you?" <laughs> no. And <laughs> there is a part where Kier gets uh, he's in his weird little hotel room or whatever, <laughs> and a bunch of bounty hunters were waiting for him. And mm-hmm. I I just love these two little frames where. Uh, the one guy says we don't need to be violent, and he's clearly still oh, trying yeah. to capture him. And, I have that in my notes. And uh, I was going to kill you. <laughs> or, or exactly. Yeah. So he cuts the guy's throat, I think. And the bounty hunter's like, "This is wrong. I was to kill you, but you've killed me." <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's the, it's yeah. It it was weird. That's <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, you catch at the start where uh, it say it's almost got the Law and Order intro where uh, Leia makes the laws and Han enforces them. <laughs> it basically gives. It almost makes it sound like Han is the supreme commander of the New Republic military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I I didn't mind that because I liked the. I thought it was cool to have more. Han and Leia stuff, especially with Liz. She's chief of state at the time and kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Poor Akbar. Yeah. Is, was that Akbar that was on the ship with Han? I don't. I don't think, think so. that was Akbar. No. Yeah. But it it just makes it sound like Han is in charge of everything. Yeah. But it, the, officially, Han's it just given up his the, commission like four times by this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> he would definitely not be the supreme commander. Dude, you want to know why uh, why Han's away doing war? It's because they got a nanny droid that was just way too sexy. Hmm. 
Like, there's no pro, there's no reason why the nanny droid have to ha had to have that absolute dump truck. <laughs> like, that thing it's was so fucking out. creepy. Like, no wonder yeah. the kids end up so fucked up. Yeah, well, it's it's like a it's like the whatever Terminator is from Terminator Two, like in its metal form, just with boobs mm -hmm. and a dump truck. <laughs> Just fucking bricked out around walking around Imperial Center. <laughs> was like, I guess Winter was on sabbatical or something, spending more time with Akbar. Maybe that's why Han's in charge of everything because Akbar's busy. Could be, yeah, I mean, he does need some. He does need some time off. Um, they just lost the Arinda campaign, right? Yeah. So so he's been he's in trouble again. Mm -hmm. Uh. I thought that was a nice tie-in too, because we get a reference to the Arinda campaign. We yeah. get um, reference to Planet Twilight, which would have happened probably like right before that. Um, and then of course we get the the whole uh, not Ramamool, but Ramamu. Did you see that? They yeah. spell it Ramamu. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that the idea that because this is what six years before, like it's new, more than or, that. This is twelve years before. Oh, this is yeah. 13 I was right. I think it was yeah. I think it was 19 that started. Yeah, so this is over a decade before like things fully break out at uh Ramamul and he's already there which uh no Menor be, being him. He was already there. Um I kind of feel like they were trying to set up for a Crimson Empire 4 mm -hmm. with um although well not Crimson Empire 4 but like a continuation focused on Nominor cuz they kind of Start a new plot thread of him like beginning to sow all this chaos, and then they, they, uh, they never really follow up on that. Yeah, and like Leia clearly has the opportunity to act on this, and she just starts giggling at her kids. Yeah, so exactly. The Gran is like, "Why are you laughing at me? I'm leaving. <laughs> my people are dying." She's like, "My children are in here. <laughs> <laughs> Funny children." <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd be kind of pissed if like the kids were running around. And I'm talking about like civil war on my planet. <laughs> well, he doesn't even know the kids are there. He just sees Leia laughing at him, mm -hmm. which like fair enough for your reaction, dude. Like, mm -hmm. clearly she doesn't give a shit. And considering yeah. she never does anything about it until twelve years later, she she doesn't give a she shit. She was yeah, she was like wanting to get out of town, and the mediator was done. So she's like, oh, I'll head over. I still love the juxtaposition of like Namator talking about how he's had to blend in with the infidel society for for years and years. And meanwhile, he's wearing his fucking edgelord like maybe cape don't wear and everything. Spikes and you yeah. would like maybe just wear a mask and not spikes and you could pass pretty easily. Yeah. All right. The the chat has been asking for the nanny droid, so I'm trying to find a page. That wasn't chat. It. it was just rhyme of time, time again. The man's thirsty. <laughs> Let's get her up no, there, No, Jacob as well. There were a few people asking. <laughs> but Rymo has uh, has gone into obsessive territory. And I don't know if Maybe I you can find those the... anymore. Let's see. Oh, there Solo it is. I got it. Droid. I'm going to see if I can find something so the, uh, the people at home listening can search it up. Yeah. If you look up Solo Nanny Droid on uh, Google, you'll see the pictures. Like, that's not how... Well, I guess it is. It's like the TDL nanny droid, yeah. Yeah. 
and then it gets combined with the Yuzon Vong hunter droid. So imagine that, but like machine yeah. guns in it as well. Yeah. But isn't that a different one than the one they had earlier? Um, like Anakin had? I, I thought they described the one. Yeah, I don't think this isn't the. I don't think this is the hey, one. Hey, look, that was there's on. a walrus man right there. Yeah. Leia looks like she's going to give him a big kiss. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, there's... Like, they had no... There's no reason to make that droid that sexy. No. Like, it's for children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there's, look look at that butt shot! Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There's um, some thirsty people making this comic. Yeah, that, that's... That's at least three stack poles. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think about do, like the Star Trek aesthetic in the initial frames? Mm -hmm. Did that did that read a Star Trek to you, or was I overanalyzing um, it? I wouldn't say that's where my mind immediately went. All right, heck, it's wrong. Uh, we did I'm not see a huge Star the. Trek guy, though. We well, neither am I. I got an angry comment on. Uh, I did a playthrough in like a Star Trek Stellaris mod, I think it was, mm -hmm. and like three years later, because I said I wasn't like I wasn't well versed in Star Trek lore or something. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the comments was like, uh, "Oh, so you're a Star Trek Discovery fan?" Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. it, it's nice to have a reminder that every fandom kind of has. Yeah, these it's weird. I like people just latch on to like one thing, like star trek discovery like it's like oh i don't like you you must not like star you must love star trek discovery it's like what like yeah. i like all of people all the time who like i'll post something they disagree with and be like yeah like but at least i don't like the last jedi and i'll be like what <laughs> or like at least i'm not a shill for the last jedi it's like i've made a lot more money shitting on the last jedi and the rise of skywalker than i have any right to so i don't want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many videos I've made on the Battle of Exegol? At least ten by this point. <laughs> That's my um, what's her name? Uh, Captain uh, or uh, Captain Entity. Captain Marvel. No, Brie Larson. You know how they make all those videos on Brie Larson? Yeah, just making up, just the most obnoxious. Brie Larson fired by George Lucas from next Star Wars movie. Like, there's a lot we gotta we gotta cover there. <laughs> Managed to be wrong in every possible way. I guarantee if I look up on YouTube right now. Kevin Feige fist fights Brie, Brie Larson, Larson on the set of Mandalorian season four. If you look up Brie Larson, the first auto auto suggest is hated by cast. <laughs> it's like, okay, Brie Larson, George Lucas. Here we go. George Lucas fired Brie Larson from new Star Wars. New details emerge. Brie Larson just betrayed George Lucas. This is out of control. George Lucas is playing to wait, fire Wait, wait, Brie wait, wait, Larson. wait, hold on. Before you... Uh, what are the order of these videos? Can you get the 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 release date? Like, was Brie Larson yeah, fired? Yeah, so George before... Lucas fired Brie Larson five months ago, but okay. he also plans to fire Brie Larson a month ago, and she also betrayed George Lucas a week ago. Okay, so, well, you fired her twice, so is it a betrayal on her part anymore? These people need to get their story straight. Like well, if you fire me from Tapcast, he also fired her three I, months I ago, and there were new details leaked then as well. Um, and also, Brie Larson apparently wanted to end Anakin's legacy a month ago. <laughs> so, 
does that mean? I can understand why uh, people were people were upset. Oh my god! Uh, and least... then among all this, just just bizarre. If this is kind of like you know how there's like that weird section of like kids like shows on youtube where it's just like you can tell it's like appealing to something like subconscious and kids like or it's like it's it's just like throwing things together that kids like to try to make these videos yeah. like like mickey mouse plays with bugs and sees or yeah paint, like, like star that. wars and mario <laughs> yeah so it's like that but it's for adults it's like all the things that it's just basically just like fucking porn it's like all these things that people hate it's like oh yeah i hate brie larson but i love george lucas so the idea of her fucking with george lucas oh yeah it's just like yeah it it's just fantasy it's bizarre yeah like i reading news about pretty much any franchise now it's like anything i see that star wars news i just don't trust it whatsoever until it comes from an official source oh but hold on three weeks ago disney ceo just canceled brie larson's star wars project oh okay well so much for that <laughs> but whenever i see news for oh, other franchises like if this came out in star wars i wouldn't believe this <laughs> but no it's just like it's it's shit i don't get it yeah and they'll make the same video 30 times and people will just watch it and you know how much fucking money they've made from this? Yeah, a lot. Boatloads. <laughs> yeah. Like, people don't realize, like, these, these grifters are not making, they're not doing this for fun. They're doing this for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, they don't believe what they're saying. Exactly. That's why within three months, they'll be taking the opposite approach on stuff. So... Well, I think Brie Larson will always be... No, not that. But... I mean, like, there'll be, like, specific things that they'll complain about. Oh, yes. On. Like how a year Gina ago, Carano or... uh, yeah, how a year ago, uh, Cara Dune was SJW woke garbage in Star Wars, but yeah, because she she fought a man, yeah, <laughs> to a standstill. And you see any anyone posting those videos now? Go back to what they were posting a year ago. Would have been that. <laughs> but we do see Jar Jar Binks' well, successor. I, I've always uh, liked her quite a bit. We do see Jar Jar Binks' successor in the Senate. Uh, we get a Gungan senator, so... Mm, yeah, I was wondering if that was, like, bo Lil, Lil Boss Nass. Oh, that's yeah. a good rap name. Lil Boss Nass. <laughs> it's almost Well, Lil it's already Nass. Lil Nass. <laughs> so. <Yeah>. Lil Boss Nass. <laughs> but... I like that. I, I, I wasn't sure at first, like, is that a Neomoidian or is that a Gungan? But I, it's almost, it's got to be a Gungan. It's, it's a... It's a it's a big old Gungan. Yeah. Yeah. Big old Gungan. So I think we got to take that as confirmation that Jar Jar has been executed by now. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, he's definitely complicit in um, the uh, destruction of democracy. He knew what he was doing. Um, yeah, he got, he goes put down by firing squad. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, well... That's what you get for, like, in, so it's a little known fact that uh, Operation Cinder was brought up as a thing in Legends, and it was Jar Jar's idea, and he's the one that tried to execute it. It wasn't part <laughs> of the Empire's plan. Uh, but Yeah, yeah but then, Jar Jar's Operation Cinder was uh, just getting some aerosol sprays, 
and just holding <laughs> them and spraying them like fucking uh, butters in South Park, just, just hoping that body the, spray. Yeah, just hoping the that the environmental catastrophe would eventually strike the planet. <laughs> yeah. So, not quite as effective, but no. But you, you needed a lot of aerosol. He just didn't have access to yeah. that much. No, he he yeah. He was going a can at a time, and he had to. He's only buying one can at once, so it wasn't great. Yeah. Oh, there was something I forgot with the with the duel uh, when they're like the dinner duel, mm-hmm. where he kills the guy, and at the end he's like, "There's a true shame to lose him. He was one of our best troops." Like you just don't don't kill him. Don't then. kill him then. <laughs> you had every opportunity to not do that. No one made you do that. How are you gonna get mad at a dude for kicking your ass? Like, that's what you get. He tried to beat me in the fight that I started. <laughs> there was no way around this. After I trained him a lot, like, yeah, he did. Yeah, and I like how Kerr just says, "Oh, that's wasteful." Meanwhile, how all the royal guards were trained by Palpatine was. There's more of you in the pit than there are protecting Palpatine. <laughs> It's uh, it's so stupid. Like, go and make them just do other stuff then. Don't kill them. Yeah. Like, you're going to complain about waste in a faction that willingly put soldiers under the command of Admiral Dalla? I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> um, we also get an appearance from... Uh, Yeriel Poof. Um, really? Yeah. It's... Uh, it's issue one, or, yeah, issue one, page 20, I think. Yeah. When Mira Sin shows up, you're, you're too focused on her goggles to notice that yeah, Ariel Poof and Egan Kohler are actually right there. The, the Jedi Order is alive uh, and well. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I was trying to think if, like, Yarl was one of those weird Jedi in Legends who actually made it out of, like... Because there's a few from the Jedi Council... Who make it out? Like, was he uh, still in the council in three? I don't think so. Isn't he only in? Um, I thought he was just in, in Phantom Menace one and maybe two, but like his um, neck didn't survive the Clone Wars. It was too big a target. <laughs> <laughs> we were using it to park vendors, and one, one of them just just went a little too far Ripped left. Didn't have. <laughs> I think doesn't um, he survive in New Canon though? I have no clue, man. I can't keep track of all the Jedi. Well, he's in uh, he's in High Republic by name mm-hmm. in the first book, so he's around earlier. He's got mm-hmm. a good long, good long Neck. run. Oh yeah, run. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, he's no. I, we we he's I guess we do see them, but we also see uh, our favorite uh, crusty Jedi Vima Deboda shows yeah. up. She's uh, she comes out of hiding like Dark Empire. No, I didn't warn anybody. Um, spent some time on the mines of Kessel, apparently. You know, doesn't warn anything about the bombing of the Senate. Nope. Doesn't warn people about, like, Callista and, you know, Luke's Jedi Academy almost being bombed by a Super Star Destroyer. But uh, a couple vendors and an acclimator is enough to get her out of retirement. So I wasn't clear. Did she go to Yavin to do that, or what? Does she hang out on Yavin and just pops out? I think she probably went to Yavin to do yeah, that. She's not. She's not part of the new Jedi Order. She's just. No, I think she probably. Yeah, she did some some greasy stuff to catch a ride to Yavin, probably. 
It's in, that's in your mind now, and I'm not responsible for that. You you very much are. I was just giving a theory, so. A Star Wars theory? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th I think that's her last, I think that's her last appearance as well, because... Because she's we, 200 years old. Yeah, well, we saw her in, um, last time we saw her was in the Spice Mines of Castle, um, in, uh, Jedi Academy 1, I believe, yeah. but since then... Did she, she does tell who the two lot. Jedi fighting, by the way, were? Uh, uh, no, I'm trying to find the page for that right now. It was issue one. Is it issue one? All yeah. right. Uh, where is issue one? If I opened these in order, it would have been much better. Because mm -hmm. I was looking at them and trying to see if they came up elsewhere. I'm not sure. Did they give identities for it? Because I couldn't even tell Luke was Luke, so I don't know why I'd expect that I'd be able to tell who they are. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, so I was just on her wiki page, and apparently the new essential guide to characters said Venema served as an instructor of Luke's Jedi Praxium in her later years. So maybe she was on... What's that source from? Essential guide to characters. Huh. Okay. So maybe maybe she was just vibing on Coruscant. Nice. I would've, that would have been fun for uh, the twins to see her and be like, what the fuck is that thing? Well, you saw their models in this. Wouldn't be... Yeah, they, they can't really talk a whole lot of shit. I do like how Luke jumps in with two lightsabers. He's like, you guys are doing okay, but you got to do more epic flips and stuff. <laughs> Spin and jump. watched Phantom Menace? <laughs> What's your so, favorite style of, of lightsaber dueling? Do you like prequels, OT, or sequel trilogy? Uh, I, I like the prequels. Mm -hmm. Like maybe episode five, I think is probably my favorite. Like five and six, I guess. Cause mm -hmm. I I don't know. I always think of like OT, and I think of the two <laughs> geriatric men poking each other in a hallway. But with with um, Vader calling himself a learner, which is just yeah, kind of when we met, I was the learner, <laughs> like learner, really, like that's what you're gonna call yourself, a pupil or student learner. Yeah, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Like the sequel trilogy, we never really get a true duel between mm, two people using no. a lightsaber. Like well, you get we, people we using get a lightsaber. Ray and Kylo stuff in Episode Nine on the on Endor. Yeah, like you get a little bit of it, but it's it's fairly short. Mm -hmm. And like I was actually really looking forward to the potential duel between like Ray and Dark Ray on the Death Star. Mm. Uh, I didn't even think about that as a possibility, to be honest. Well, I was kind of hoping we'd get like something out of that, where because you get the double-sided lightsaber, and she has mm -hmm. it at the end with the yellow one. But mm -hmm. uh, so I guess she she saw that one on the desk, or like. But it's a different kind because it doesn't do that flippy thing. Yeah, but it's like, still she probably think Pong like, crawls do that like as well. Yeah, he had I think two of those flippy yeah. ones. Yeah, but. Um, and sometimes the sequel or the prequels are a little too over the top. Like, yeah, uh, there's some really good ones, but I, the last time I rewatched episode three, I didn't like the Grievous and Obi Wan duel as much as I remembered. Yeah, that one's not very good. Um, I th I think the the duel in seven was good, not necessarily because of the fighting, but just because of like, kind of the emotion and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And like, I was really excited after seven because I was like, okay, it's got the kind of, it doesn't have all the flourish of the prequel trilogy, but it's kind of a bit more grounded. And I like the way yeah. they did the lightsabers in the sequel trilogy where they like are actual physical things. Um, yeah. Well, if you look yeah. at who's fighting in all of them in the prequels, it's really flashy. It's really acrobatic, but it's also people who have been training with lightsabers all their lives. Mm -hmm. In the OT, it's like uh, Vader, who's the shell of his former self. Mm -hmm. And Luke, who's still learning everything, and like he mm -hmm. gets progressively better, and then the fight in Episode Six, especially, is like really good between the two of them. Then you have Episode Seven, where it's like wounded Kylo, yeah. who like literally just got shot by Chewbacca and Which killed I remember his dad. Everybody just completely ignoring. Yeah, and he's fighting someone who he's like very close to killing the entire time, who's just like yeah. staying alive and has no idea really yeah. how to fight. Uh, mm -hmm. But then you end up with, like, Kylo and Rey teaming up against the guards. And, like, that fight's mm -hmm. okay, but I don't really count it as a duel because it's, a, like, no. two Jedi fighting a lot of the, other non-Jedi. The non -Jedi. best sequel trilogy duel is uh, Rey versus Luke. <laughs> when when uh, they've got the... He's got a stick. I always and... forget about it, but I really like the Luke and Kylo fight. Like, the yeah. projection Luke and Kylo fight. But even that's not really a fight. Like, Luke doesn't use his lightsaber. Yeah, like Luke basically lets Kylo just own himself pretty much, but yeah. it I still really like it, both for like the actual stuff they're doing and like the the framing of it and everything. Yeah, but, I mean that's like that duel is basically like a piece of concept art come to life. Mm -hmm. Like you very rarely actually get like a vision executed that well. Say what you will about the movie, it's that scene itself is very cool. Mm -hmm. Like it's all Luke letting Kylo overshoot and doing all the stuff that Luke warns mm -hmm. about the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. And the the craziest part was that um, Luke was actually being possessed by a Sith Lord. Do you want to guess which one? Darth Jar Jar? Nope. Fiend Bova? Nope. I don't know. Somebody he ran into on Yavin. Exar King? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can you imagine? Oh man, if I if I would have written the sequel trilogy, it would have just been Xar Kun as the main villain, and they would have had to say it like that every time, and no one would have addressed it. <laughs> yeah. So, what else do you want to talk about? Crimson Empire three. What do you th What do you think of the? Uh, so, where's that the... other lightsaber from? Oh yeah, I don't know, dude. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the one Vima originally gave Leia hmm. in Dark Empire. Because, like, Luke uses his little Shoto against Lumaya, so he does have a short lightsaber as it's well, red, but this though. is, uh, yeah, and these are two equal length green ones that he's just jumping onto the, where does, where does Yavin mm. have these rocky plateaus? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's not a single tree visible in any of these scenes. <laughs> it's just like, it's the Yavin Badlands, dude. Yeah. I guess it does say somewhere on Yavin 4. <laughs> Yavin Badlands. Nowhere it's like near Minecraft, the you know? You walk through the jungle for a minute and suddenly it's the desert biome. and <laughs> They were just... Yeah. Thank God you were training on this side of the planet, young Skywalker. <laughs> Luke just I'm looks like David old. Bowie again. I said it with Dark Empire, but he's just yeah. Bowie Luke. He's not... If you look at just Luke, it's not obviously luke <laughs> no it, it, 
I wasn't even sure until she said his name, other than mm-hmm. the context clues that it's on. Yeah, I was like, is that Corin? Is this some other Jedi? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been okay with a Corin appearance here, but uh... yeah. Did no, you find the names of these Jedi? No, I didn't. Um, let me just check. That was Crimson Empire one, right? Let me just check Wikipedia. Or three issue one. Uh, I mean. Crimson three, yeah. Um. Empire 3, Lost 1, show, characters. Uh... No, unidentified female Jedi trainee and Zavrak Jedi trainee. Hmm. Oh, well. Wait, wasn't... Was... Wasn't Corrin in the last... What did we read Corrin? There's something with Corrin in it I read recently. What was that? I don't know. I don't think he was mentioned in Crimson Empire 1 or 2. No, I'm trying to think what it was. There was like a comic that I read recently that had Corrin in it, but I can't remember what it was. Hmm. Well, what did you think of NXT being just having dreams of Corrin, perhaps? Maybe. It happens to me all the time. What did you think of NXT being's plan in the Restored Empire? Like, did you think... It wasn't they awful. I mean, it kind of made sense, I guess. What so, do you think about them as like uh, the scale of the enemy there? Do you think they have they're like a good legitimate opposition for the New Republican n- Empire? No, I mean, so it, it's an interesting idea. It, it's basically the Restored Empire has all these ships like Palpatine, you know, like he always did realize shit was probably going to eventually go down. So he saves some kind of Clone Wars era vessels in the early days of the Empire, moves them over to this planet. Um, And that's kind of what the Restored Empire is using. I mean, they've got a planet worth of ships. I can see them like being a nuisance, but I can't see them being much more than that, to be honest. Yeah, like Pelion sends an assault fleet to uh, to Coruscant after uh, Anaxdevian has... So... The the Diasta sector, which mm-hmm. almost seems like an equally powerful fourth party, it almost portrays all four. The Diasta sector, Diasta sector seems more powerful because it straight up takes yeah. on um, the restored Empire, but they're just hiding. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, like the scale that it puts the Empire and New Republic on in particular next to them. Oh yes, it's almost like it's a four way tie between them. So the mm-hmm. Aston sector. Uh, and Baron Dasta is telling the New Republican Empire, hey, maybe you should just stop blowing each other up, mm-hmm. uh, which Pelion later takes their advice on, like six years later. But mm-hmm. uh, the the negotiations are started by Mirith Sin going to talk to Fina, even though she's like kind of on the outs with the New Republic. Mm-hmm. But there's assassins sent by... Uh, by the Restored Empire, because the person who goes with Diasta is actually an agent of the Restored Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this gets Fina killed, but it's okay, because her dad has that clone hanging around. Who? Yeah, he, that part was weird. He just brings back in. There's even an editor's note for it. Go check he's Crimson like, Empire too. Well, and it's pretty obvious early on, because he's like, let me introduce you to somebody. I thought it was going to be the opposite, where the clone died, and he was going to be like, guess what? Don't yeah, care. Yeah, me too. <laughs> But apparently not. So uh, when that happens, Pelion's like, oh, well, 
they killed Darasta, so we need to attack Coruscant now. Which, if mm-hmm. he thought he could really do that, why was he waiting for provocation? He should have, like... Right, and it's like, is the is this one Imperial person that important to, like, justify She's not that? even Imperial! She was yeah. former ruling council, but, like, she's primarily associated with the Dastan sector, which is independent. Mm-hmm. So, he's gonna throw away... He either thinks he can take Coruscant, in which case, why was he waiting? Mm-hmm. Or... He is intentionally throwing away the entire capital defense fleet to make a point, which is stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not the uh, it's it's not the greatest plan. No, it's a terrible plan. And it's just it's the same thing. It's like Han's like, you better call the fleet back, like the fleet. Like there's like the New Republic has six ships <laughs> to defend yeah. Coruscant. Well, the Dastan sector, we only get like half their fleet sent because he lists the fleets that are going to just wreck the entire restored mm-hmm. empire fleet. And some of the numbers are non-consecutive. So there's other Dastan sector forces. Mm-hmm. Whereas the New Republic... <coughs> dying. Whereas the New Republic only has that one fleet that Han has. Mm-hmm. The Empire only has that one fleet that Pelion has. There were a couple of Star Destroyers left behind. But mm-hmm. I did like the scales of the individual fleets, but the... The amount of power that it attributes to each faction overall doesn't really make any sense. It's way too small for some, way too big for the others. Or probably appropriate for the others, just too big compared to what we get from the Republican Empire. Yeah. Um, It's also kind of weird that uh, Han's fleet seems to just be like a shitload of uh, GR-75s. Yeah. Were those GR-75s? They looked almost like MC-30s or something. Yeah. Because this came out after Empire at War, so yeah, those would have existed. Also, I remembered the picture that I was thinking it was from a comic, but it was a there's a, a picture of Cam Solisar and Corrin Horn fighting, right? And Cam Solisar looks exactly just like fucking Billy Idol, <laughs> and I just think that's neat. I just think they're neat. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to pre preemptively go to the emails here, but we did just get one from Parker. Uh, who brings up something that we should probably close out our Crimson Empire discussion of before we get to the other emails. But Parker says, After finishing Crimson Empire, did you feel the ending was good enough for our Star Wars version of Clint Eastwood? His character art is, funny enough, a young Clint Eastwood. I think they could have done a far better job at making him such an important character for later dates in Star Wars lore, but understandingly, they made his plot end with the fact that his duty as a guardsman ended. So what did you think about how we resolve Kyrkanos' plot here? Um, I actually, even though his, Kirkano's such a weird character because, like, they basically treat him as kind of a different character through each, uh, book. Like, and obviously he does change, but, like, I'm not sure, I feel like somebody's just change wasn't always earned, but I still kind of found myself almost, like, reluctantly liking him. Um, but yeah, he does sort of get the Dash Rendar ending, doesn't he? But... I believe Dash Render at least gets some sort of supplemental lore later, but yeah. uh yeah, this is it. this is it for Kerr and I don't know. I think that's fine. It's um I wouldn't have minded like a romantic ending, but I think this is probably better for the character the way they did it. Yeah. Like I I was never a huge fan of Kerr. I I think his ending works out okay where uh there there's a reluctance for the book side to pull in as much from the from the comics so i don't think mm-hmm. setting him up for more in crimson empire 3 would really have been paid off 
mm-hmm. even if it had been published earlier. Because keep in mind, Crimson Empire 3 came out long after the NJO yes. stuff, as well as, I believe, all of even Fate of the Jedi. No, Fate of the Jedi hadn't been fully published yet. I think it had started. So there wasn't much room to set them up for anything else because the next periods had already been covered so much. Uh, there was only three years before the buyout and mm-hmm. uh, the like reboot. So there wouldn't have been much opportunity for anything for Kerr anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think having him kind of right off into the sunset, he is finished with his duty as an Imperial Guard. He's kind of come to terms with the fact that the empire he served doesn't exist and maybe the empire he thought he served never existed i don't Uh, feel like he ever has that revelation though i think he has it with the empire but he still holds on to something with palpatine personally Mm -hmm. Uh, i was just because there's a moment where he's like he says the empire that i served is never going to return but i guess i was just waiting for him to and he says like i'm tired of killing but I, i just i don't think he yeah i don't know maybe he does but i I feel like he gives up his killing not because he thinks the Empire was wrong, but more just because he realizes it's a lost cause. But Yeah, because he can't do anything about that. Yeah. No amount of killing all the ruling council is going to bring Palpatine back. Because he, re- he always loves Palpatine. Yeah. As epic as killing a bunch of old men would be. Like old women and aliens. Yeah. So, like, he he has shitty ideas and then keeps them throughout. So Yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts on Crimson Empire overall before we move on to the rest of the emails? Um, I actually like the third one the most. I think. Um, I thought it was. I I kind of enjoyed this one. Um, I like this kind of New Republic stuff. Like you don't actually, despite the fact that like there's a lot of post Endor books, there's not actually nearly as many comics. Um, so I kind of appreciate, especially just like covering kind of the same territory is the book so it's kind of cool to get a snapshot of like what is going on yeah kind of alongside this pretty well covered period on the book side yeah and it does give a little bit of the political side of what the empire ends up taking over Mm -hmm. uh crimson empire as a whole compared Mm -hmm. to the uh the stuff we get with dala in dark saber it takes some a bit of retconning but it does imply that the the empire pelion has is at least a successor to the mm-hmm. the ruling council stuff i do like that pelion just straight up fucking shoots that guy in the head no no thought pelion is on site he just ends that dude when he finds that he's yeah. a traitor see and that guy wasn't valuable to anyone he wasn't he didn't shoot the guy and go like oh it's a real shame <laughs> he had to die it's like <laughs> no fucking way she goes buddy <laughs> you got my friend killed uh that's it yeah no, and, and that's like man. that's in front of uh, DV. Oh yeah, too, like and like this is like he's about to die, and like he's still, he still doesn't care. He's like, this is, it's just how it goes. You betray the empire, the empire always strikes back. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna go start gardening. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from Aiden, who says, "Now that you've read the books, can you answer my question about if this time is the weakest the empire ever is?" Uh, uh it's gotta be near it uh i guess maybe in like the no i guess because after by the time of uh the Thrawn duology they've took they've taken those l's against the new republic yeah the territory shrunk even more but they're also probably a little bit more consolidated with some of the other groups so that's probably true uh but this, I mean, this is, is this not is a close good period for them. yeah this <laughs> yeah. is close to the bottom yeah 
Yeah. Maybe after like the Battle of Yaga Minor with the Vong or something, they're even lower. I think but... probably really right after um, Dahl loses the Night Hammer. That's probably yeah, probably an all time low because at least by this point they had won the Arinda stuff. But like, well, they have no, they yeah. got no ships. They well, they've they've got ships, but not many. They're not well. They've got no ruler. Uh, they got all these splinter factions. I mean, actually, you could probably argue that the Empire was actually really weak right after Endor as well. Because there are so many splinter groups and the actual, like, main Imperial remnants not very powerful. Yeah. I, uh, I think, like, right before... So, right after they lost Nighthammer and right before mm-hmm. they got... Uh... The Megadoran Dominion, that's probably the weakest they are. I think by this mm-hmm. point they have Megadoran Dominion, so... Yeah, not... they they had those when they left the core. Yeah. So... I think that's that. Thank you, Aiden and Parker. Uh, then we got one from Chartable saying we're on Apple Podcasts. So remember to leave a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, should we have a word that you want to throw in? We'll cover this at the mm, end. But. I like the word whiskers um, okay. in favor of Wal and just in reference to Walrus Man. Um, okay. If you could throw the word bricked up or dump truck in the review, um, hmm. that would be nice. Um, I don't know. What about you? No, I like to leave this to you unless I have mm. something like going in, but I got nothing. Um, str- it's also the word stringy. If you could get stringy in there, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Ideally as a noun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, our next question comes from Joel, who says, Hey, Tavgaf, nothing really to do with the comic this time, but this is my question. Do you think that if the Mando TV universe grand story arc is going to be essentially a new canon version of the Thrawn trilogy or his campaign, will they try to tie it in more directly with new canon's Dark Empire situation, which is obviously the sequel trilogy? With new canon at least trying to try- tie its overarching story together, I would love to see this time the Thrawn trilogy and Dark Empire storylines tie in more with one another, or at least lead into one another more seamlessly, without needing source books and the other supplementary material to smooth things over. One example I had on how you could do this would be to have Snoke the Sabaoth of the Thrawn story, since Snoke is already a clone of someone anyway, and maybe Boba's going to play the Talon card role. What are your thoughts on this, and how Thrawn's machinations in the early Endor era could tie in with the sequel trilogy? I mean... You could tie it in pretty easily. Like, they could have done that in Mando Season 2. Some argue that they did. I still don't think that's what they were tr- trying to do with that scene with the uh, pods on um, that planet. Remember, mm-hmm. they find all the the, yeah. the bodies. Like, you can have that be, you know, oh, they're working on stuff that will help, um, that'll help Palpatine. And, I mean, if you read, like, uh, Aftermath, they talk about, like, Thrawn helping... Um, map out the outer rim or sorry yeah. the unknown regions and they've got all the uh you always hear about the emperor's laboratories and stuff that they're always finding um so yeah you, you can tie that in pretty easily because they've kind of been doing it with the idea that like ever since aftermath they've been alluding to some mystery going on and now we kind of know what that mystery is so yeah uh, yeah, I think with the fact that it's set up already and that it, it is, like, the most prominent thing, like, with Dark Empire and the Thrawn trilogy, there was active opposition between, not really opposition, but, like, they didn't really want to have anything to do with each other, mm-hmm. uh, Thrawn, or Timothy Zahn in particular, because he typically doesn't want to do anything with anyone else, 
mm-hmm. or have to worry about other people's stuff for his own creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like, the sequel trilogy is obviously the big, uh, the most prominent media. I don't think it'd be Mando specifically that's tying it in. I think more broadly the set of, like, Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, yeah. and uh, Rangers of the New Republic is going to kind of set up whatever no, is going I, I agree on there. For sure. Whether Thrawn's whole story gets told in some combination of those or it all three are kind of leading into some new Thrawn event, whether that ends up being... Uh, I, I can't imagine that they'd set all this stuff up in a TV show to have it then become books. Yeah, It feels I've, like I've the way that Escalate is the other direction where it would go, books can maybe lead into a TV show, can lead mm-hmm. into movies. So mm-hmm. I would assume that we're definitely getting live action version of whatever Thrawn's plan is. Uh, and that it will probably tie in in some ways to uh, Palpatine's return. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's a good good analysis. Um, it, you're right, it probably won't be Mando, but it'll be kind of... People are talking about Mando, Rangers, and Ahsoka as kind of the new kind of yeah big multimedia event, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, see how, we'll see how much that, that ends up being, but... Yeah, so our next question, hopefully we answered that well enough for you there, Joel. Thank you for the email. Our next question is from Informal Geek, who says, I wanted to ask either of you if you thought Luke was slightly out of character in this story. I enjoy Crimson Empire 3. <laughs> However, my biggest issue is Luke is weirdly aggressive. Uh, we did yeah, talk about that. He's, he's just complete dick. It's, it's weird how, like, the little calm he has. Uh, as a side question, I was also curious how about either of your opinions on the fan project to translate for Hungarian Han Solo novels, the first of which uh, is nearly yeah. completed. It's sort of discussed in the same circles as Spiritual Encounters. I know neither mm-hmm. of you were very interested in SE, but any thoughts on the new Han Solo books? I wasn't aware of these, so... Yeah, I've, I've seen these on this, the same Facebook page as the Spiritual Encounter stuff, and yeah, there was Hungarian Han Solo novels. From my understanding, they're kind of in like a quasi-official... Like, I don't think they were fully officially licensed or anything. Um, but yeah, there's like a full, a full kind of, I guess not a trilogy, but four books, quadrology. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was, I don't think, like, it's, it's obviously not written by any, um, Star Wars author that we would know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've heard they're quite bad as well. Um, but yeah, they're they're unofficial uh, books. Mm. But I mean, I, I might still read it just if only because it would be an interesting video to make. I would like Star Wars that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like this one's way more yeah, made up than well. the other made up stuff I read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wasn't aware. But yeah, thank you. Uh, then we have. Our next question. These are like from... sequels to the Brian Daly ones, like the original mm. 70s ones from what I like the ones we read on Tapcaf from yeah. what I remember. So uh the next question comes from Benjamin, who is asking Uh do you think there will eventually be stories about the sequel trilogy characters? And if so, what do you like what would you like or expect from them? Man, I've got no idea what to expect at this point. Um I mean, I, I assume at some point, like, we've had some stuff, but it's always been, like, between movies. Like, we had yeah. the, um, 
Yeah, so the the question was more about like after yeah. the period of sequel trilogies. I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Like, it, we'll get something if they decide to have. Like, it, it honestly comes down to what level of interest is there. I think because if it's the highest level of interest, then they'll come back for a movie. If there's a medium level of interest, it'll be a TV show. If there's very little, or if if there's no story they want to tell, then it'll be a book. Like that's just, that's just yeah. the way it is. But we're, yeah, we're definitely gonna get something after that period uh yes but i think right now they're just not sure what a major project like that would look like yet mm-hmm. uh and it, it could be movies could be books could be uh like daisy ridley had said that she's open to coming back for stuff whether that would be a tv show or a movie so there's that opportunity there i think john boyega mm-hmm. is probably not especially interested in it uh, i still think you would though yeah, I like, feel like if they handle it better, he probably. Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially if it's if it's going to do more for like showing Finn actually using the Force rather than just kind of shoving that in and putting yes. it off to the side, maybe giving that more of the focus that it probably deserved. Yeah. I do think if they can do right by him, he'll come back. But yeah, I, I we obviously don't know him or anything. But yeah, I that, I my theory is that Oscar Isaac will be back for the uh, the Rogue, Rogue Squadron, the Rogue Squadron book, yeah. or Rogue Squadron movies. Yeah, yeah, because that that could easily be the the first like major thing we get in a mm-hmm. post episode nine setting, whether it's books, movies, whatever, that could be the first thing. Uh, and I think that'd be appropriate nothing, as well. Yeah. There's nothing anyone's been told about it yet. So we'll have to see what that ends up looking like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There haven't even really been rumors. So it's, yeah, so we it, can see it, it's one of those things that could really go like either way. So I'll be curious to see what happens. Uh, just making sure we've okay so there's one more email we've got for this week from Tristan who wants to know to jump off last podcast question I want to extend more towards like the force and particularly Jason's character development I never read NJO but I know the story for the most part do you think that by the time Legacy of the Force was written the authors took Anakin's character development throughout the Clone Wars and decided they'd make a parallel with Jason there seems to be a lot of similarities in that both turn to the dark side relationship uh, or for relationship reasons somewhat and both are war veterans or was it coincidence definitely wasn't a coincidence because I mean he has that vision with Anakin yeah. in one of the legacy of the force books where he goes to the I think he's in the Jedi temple or something but um yeah it was definitely set up to be a parallel and yeah. like I've I'm on record saying I think Jason was done better yeah no, I agree. Um, part of it, part of that's because you have like forty-seven books to do it over versus like three movies spanning mm-hmm. a decade and a half. So, I just remember the the main issue with Anakin when the, when Revenge of the Sith came out. It's been fixed a little bit. Um, his fall is just it's not. I don't think it's necessarily believable. Um, him turning on Mace Windu, I think, is maybe believable. But immediately going from that to sucking Palpatine's toes, like, yeah, I don't know. like that's kind of extreme. But there was that. There's a side story that people tend not to know about, uh, where oh, like three years before, uh, before Episode Three, Anakin actually goes and slaughters an entire village. Uh, no, so I, as far as his evilness goes, there's that. But like, just immediately being like, oh, I'm gonna. Serve but Palpatine. it's still pretty abrupt that he. I, I agree with that, but it's just the fact that he completely turns on and, like I said, starts takes just takes the name Darth Vader and just goes with it. Is yeah, he's he's a very gullible boy when Palpatine tells him <laughs> stuff, 
Whereas Jason, it's a bit more progressive. And even though it goes against so much of what he was doing earlier, you can see how he got, how he went down that Sith pipeline. Mm -hmm. Though I did read, so I, I went through and I was looking at more of the, uh, the stuff with like the, the Jason and Tahiri thing. And then the Tahiri and Ben stuff and like, Oh my God, I really wish that fucking shit wasn't in there. It's so uncomfortable. Star Wars mm-hmm. never handles that well. Yeah. And it's just, um, yeah. Well, funny enough. Um, well, not, it's not funny, but the Revenge of the Sith novelization almost treats Palpatine kind of like a pedophile in a way mm-hmm. um, where he does like very, like standard kind of grooming and he it's I, I don't know if it's meant to be written like that I, I i kind of assume it is just because it is kind of so on the nose where it's like he's doing all the classic things taking advantage of yeah you know somebody without you know support and all that stuff um yeah but so, like stover does that a few times and he does it with jason in trader with vergier to a certain extent and i think he like that's one of the areas mm-hmm. where both in revenge of the Sith novelization and in uh in trader where i think it's handled well because it's yeah like, it's definitely it's handled emphasized well. yeah. what he's doing how he's doing it and why this is not a good thing to do to people mm-hmm. whereas in like when troy denning does some of this stuff and when christy golden did it in uh with like tahiri and ben the ben, yeah just the creepy shit there it it was handled poorly. There was no explanation of what happened. There was no mention later of like there. It, it was just kind of there to be there. Plus, to hear he later becomes a good guy again. Yeah, and it, it's just it's unnecessary and poorly handled. Whereas the way that Stover did that stuff, you could see the purpose it was serving, mm-hmm. and it's done over an entire. There was context book. to it. Yeah, yeah, and it was. Yeah. It was a shitty thing, but it was a shitty thing that was shown to be a shitty thing for yeah. specific purposes and showing how these people get taken advantage of. Yeah. Whereas... It's also Palpatine's character. Like with yeah. Tahiri, it's something she does once or maybe a, a couple times, but it's like with Palpatine, it's his whole angle is he's got this very predatory relationship with a, with essentially a kid and he's taking advantage of all that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, whereas with Ben and Tahiri, it's like, ha-ha, uh, teenager horny, but also sexual assault. It, it's not... not yeah, like... they're really uncomfortable. I remember uh, last time I was reading that, uh, reading Legacy of the Force, or I was actually listening to the audiobooks, I I was listening to that scene in the KFC drive through and it was really fucking awkward. Yeah. I It it shouldn't have been there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that had nothing to do with the question being asked about Jason, but, uh, but I think we did answer that more mm-hmm. or less with the initial conversation there. Uh, so. so we have Birio Kart coming up in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be around later tonight for those watching live. Any final thoughts that you want to bring up as we Birio Kart off into the sunset? Oh, we also have our squadrons tournament um, oh, yeah. on Saturday, which if you guys want to see us compete for the winter major of the Calrissian Cup, it'll be a very fun time. I just got a new monitor, so I am very excited. Um, mm. Also, Corey, what I end up doing with that is I end up making the smaller but much better monitor my main one, and now I've got a large one off to the side. I didn't think I would like that, but I'm starting to get used to it. 
Like to my left though, I've got a fucking giant monitor, but you know, it's okay. Is that you gonna like have references and shows and stuff on that one? Then I feel like that's gonna. Well, it's so big. What I do is I always keep it split. So I'll have right. like usually I've got Discord on one side, and then I've got YouTube or like for YouTube chat if I'm streaming or Spotify or whatever else. So it's kind of like having two vertically stacked monitors to my left. <laughs> yeah, and it actually works really well. Oh, uh, do you have it? Do you have it horizontal? No, I yeah I've got it horizontal. Yeah, or like you have it? Do you have it? No, I I've, I've, I've got it like normal but... orientation. It's just it's it's 32 inches, so it's quite big. Yeah, um, but this new one is is 144 hertz it's got better color so i was like i got the monitor and i had the big one there and then the, the new one off to the side it's just like this one's so much nicer it doesn't make sense not to be playing could you could you do it as stuff. like almost four like top left top right bottom left bottom right and just have it turn it like 90 degrees because you can have it with the vertical orientation then you could have it like more contained you could still have this yeah might that might be a little too tall though like I'm already kind of looking up to see the top of the screen. Okay. Uh, also, the, the the legs on this don't rotate. I, I'd have to get. I could get them oh. out, but yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like you've got a very comfy little cozy setup. I do, and guys. So yeah, we'll be playing Calrissian Cup on Saturday. It could be the six hours of squadrons. Uh, we played a bit last night, Corey. Um, late, I gotta say. We beat we beat a couple good teams. We're coming together really well. So. Look out for that, but that's all I've got for today. Anything you want to say, Corey? No. Leave reviews on podcast things and make them stringy mm -hmm. and whiskers. Mm -hmm. But uh, thanks for listening. And goodbye. Uh, well, I usually do a Star Trek thing, but I had uh, Stargate. See in the holodeck. <laughs>